Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, hold on. But I didn't make. I didn't make. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Let's say goodbye to all your worries about tax planning, investment troubles, and any confusion when it comes to managing your finances and money. Here at Rocky Hill Accountants, our team has a combined 35 years of experience and will help you do it right. We're dedicated to your needs and will deliver on a result that is professional and trustworthy. Our firm is large enough to offer a full range of professional services, but small enough to give you the individual attention that you deserve. Our business portfolio includes thousands of prepared tax returns for individuals, families, partnerships, businesses, and more. The team at Rocky Hill Accountants are also thoroughly trained in tax laws and procedures. We have the ability to represent taxpayers before the IRS when they arrive at collections, audits, and appeals. This allows us to offer our accuracy and audit guarantee to tax clients. Please visit our website at RockyHillAccountants.com or give us a call at 860-257-4238 to schedule an appointment. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big Chase, joined by Joe Aguirre and Sean Scanlon. And we finally got to see it. We finally got to see the Giants take the field. But did we really, though, as like no starters, barely any starters play for the Giants, uh... Clayton Thorson, light it up. I mean, whatever that means. I mean, I, I, we were talking a little bit before the show, Joe. Daniel Jones should have been playing in this game. Yeah, there's no reason uh, Daniel Jones didn't play at least a series or two and lead his offense in active NFL play. I, I don't understand why you would pass on that opportunity. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, they, I don't, they don't have to take a snap. It, they're, they're great. They, they're doing everything just fine. Uh, 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 I think guys like Justin Herbert, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, those guys all need to be playing right now. Those guys all should be getting some snaps. Those guys missed a training camp last year. Some of those guys, Joe Burrow, uh, Hurt. I mean, you got you to gotta get game action. I mean, and, and I understand, like, the idea that, you know, if a guy gets hurt, we're in big trouble. Well, if he gets hurt in week one, you're in big trouble, too. So don't you want him to know the offense before week one, be comfortable in there in real game action? 
uh, that's I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but th- that that just seems twisted. Tom Brady played. Yeah. Uh, uh, inexcusable. By the way, I said the Giants would lose this game twelve to nine. Uh, almost nailed it. Yeah, almost right on the dot. Sean, what is your biggest takeaway from this game? Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that the O line is, you know, probably not far off from what we thought it was going to be. I, I think that most people think that it's not going to be a great O line, and there were some improvements from uh, Will Hernandez looked really good. I think, especially in run blocking, he looks like he was back to his rookie season form. Um, but some slip ups with Andrew Thomas and Matt Parrot, and I think they'll get better throughout the year. I think Andrew Thomas looked better than Parrot, but uh, if if Shane Lemieux is out for a long period of time with that knee injury, I, I think we have trouble with the guard position because Kenny Wiggins, uh, who was the fill-in for him, looked absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, he was getting beat and, and pass pro all day. He didn't. He wasn't getting any push in the run game. So, And uh, the QBs, especially Clayton Thorson in the second half, was just getting terrorized in the backfield. So I think that's my biggest takeaway um, is that the O-line probably needs some help. They, they might need some depth there as well. But uh, other than that, I think, you know, like you said, we didn't see a lot of the starters, so it's hard to kind of tell, you know, what this unit's going to look like on offense and defense. But uh, some of the guys on the roster bubble, I, I think, look pretty good. Uh, like Corey Clement, I, I think he looks solid. Aside from the fumble, uh, I think that he's got a chance to push Devontae Booker for that running back two spot, um, especially if Saquon misses the first couple games. I think that, you know, he can definitely get some touches in those games. Uh, and I, I'm glad that the Giants released Clayton Thorson, like you said, because – that was not good. He was missing guys wide open left and right. Uh, his stat line could have looked a lot better than it did. And like I said, the pass protection wasn't great for him. But still, uh, I'm I'm glad that he's not on the Giants organization anymore because that was a, a rough showing. But uh, other guys that look good, I think David Sills, uh, he's a stud. I think that he should definitely make the team. Um, he's one of the receivers that can give us depth at that position, maybe receiver five or receiver six, depending on how many we keep. And then uh, Carter Coughlin, I think, looked really good. They moved him from outside linebacker to inside linebacker. Uh, obviously, you know, with not a lot of pass rushers last year, he he got a lot of opportunities. But I think he has an even bigger opportunity uh, uh, inside linebacker. I think that once he gets more and more comfortable with the position, I think he has a chance to start uh, alongside Blake Martinez because I think him and Tate Crowder are kind of equals in terms of their play. And Reggie Ragland is only really a early uh, early down kind of run stuffer. So I think Carter Coughlin looked really good, made a lot of impact plays, and I, I think he's got a chance to uh, make an impact on this team. Uh, probably, you know, further down the line, he's got to get accustomed to the position, but I think it was a, a solid night for him. Yeah, you know, you know what I find really disappointing, real quick, Chase, uh, in in light of uh, Thorson's pathetic performance. What did you hope to get out of that? I'd like to point out that Kyle Loletta. Uh, played uh f- oh god for the browns i think browns, yeah. is that where he's at dude he looked great he was throwing past all of the field he looked fantastic i i don't i don't know i mean why don't the giants have anybody at all in camp like worth even giving a look to in in the awful case that perhaps daniel jones gets hurt or is completely ineffective What's the plan? Is it Mike Glennon? Seriously? I was going like to say, they have your favorite quarterback, Joe. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah listen. I mean, there's... So, dude, it's hilarious that he's on the Giants. Absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't love Mike Glennon. I hope everybody understands that. I, that's not a real thing. Um, and it's not. I Keep swear to God. 
All I said was I like the ball out of his hand better than Justin Herbert's. That that wasn't to say I thought he was the catch meow or anything like that. Um, but the, the Giants could do so much better in a backup than Mike Glennon. I, I I mean, again, just to bring somebody in and and I don't know. I I don't understand, especially if, you know Daniel Jones isn't going to play. You 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 knew that you decided that probably weeks ago that that was how it was going to be. So why not bring somebody in there that you could give a look to who could throw the football a little bit and be like, all right, that's somebody we might want to keep an eye on. It, it just this seemed like a huge waste of time, which the Giants offense generally feels like on on most game days anyway. I just think to to do this in the situation where you knew you weren't going to have Daniel Jones in there, uh, what was the point of this? Well, I, I will say defensively, Giants looked as good as we expect, especially with the, the – they did have some shining stars on that second team. Without the starters playing, only holding them to 12 points. I understand it's like other third strings, but still. They still played well. Carter Coughlin, like Sean mentioned, Rodarius Williams – that, that, that dude was balling, tackling people, stopping plays and stuff. So he was a beast. But I, I think that's what we – the Giants need to well, – once the starters get going, if you have just one of Kenny Galladay or Saquon Barkley in the backfield, I, I think you can put up at least – you should be able to put up two touchdowns. And I think the defense with the starters in and also just like defensively the scheme of Pat Graham and then these other guys just step up when they need to. I think this defense is going to be fierce and holding a team to 12 points. I, I think that's going to be something we, we can see come the regular season for this Giants team. So the the Giants, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, signed Brian Lewerke uh, from yeah. Michigan State. And again, my thought is, why? Are, are you serious? Dude, bring Mitch Trubisky in. Bring, bring somebody who's played professional football in. I, I, I'm, I, I really, I just, I don't understand it. Like, what is the point? You're not going to be able to run your offense effectively at all with a crappy quarterback. So why not bring a veteran in and let them run the offense? Maybe they go sign on somewhere else. But at least you get to see your offense run. You'd see somebody who can hit a receiver who's open and complete a pass. This to, to me, this was like a giant waste of time. Again, it's like, hey, defense, just can, can you give us like 40 minutes tonight while we do nothing productive at all? Isn't that getting old for anybody? Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised like the, the defense doesn't kick the crap out of them every single day. I would brawl with that offense every single day if I was on that defense. Yeah, that, it, it looked like the 2019 season literally all over again. I mean, they only had eight completions all game. That's it. it was, That's the whole season in a nutshell was was week one against the Jets. A game yeah. that you thought you could probably win and, and, and at least put on a decent showing, and it was an utter disaster. And again, offensive ineptitude. I, I just yeah. don't – I don't understand this. But I agree with you, Joe. I mean, because – 
I mean, we know that Daniel Jones has had injuries and, you know, his first two years missed, you know, a couple games each time. And I, I think we should have re-signed Colt McCoy um, in the offseason. He, he went to Arizona, but I think that when he came in, he was solid for the Giants. He won us our biggest game of the year last year, beating the Seahawks. So, And he, he was manageable. I mean, obviously, he's not going to give you huge, flashy plays. He's not going to get the ball downfield like Daniel Jones does, but he's smart. He doesn't turn the ball over. And I think in a scenario where Daniel Jones does go down, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he stays injury-free this year. But I, I think that Colt McCoy, he knows the offense from last year, learned it from Jason Garrett. So I think it would have been wise to re-sign him. We could have got him for a vet minimum, I'm pretty sure. I, he definitely didn't get – a lot of money where uh, when he went to Arizona. So I think a guy like that, you know, we should have re-signed because like you said, uh, the offense, it's it's time to turn around. The last couple of years uh, have been terrible on offense. And I, I think it's, you know, they obviously Dave Gettleman noticed that he went out and drafted Kadarius Tony. He, you know, signed Kenny Galladay. He knows that they need playmakers on offense, but um, I agree if, if, you know, Daniel Jones does go down, even just for a couple of games, you're going to need to stay afloat. And I think that, you know, guys like Mike Glennon and uh, especially, you know, Brian Lewerke, they're, they're not getting the job done. So I agree. you got to make sure that you have that backup QB, especially if you have a guy who has been injury prone in the past and uh, Daniel Jones. Right. And you know you're not going to play Jones in the game. Just, I mean, my God, why didn't, why wasn't Mike Glennon playing in that? Why didn't yeah. he play that game? Like, what? Again, to me, everybody else on the offense, if you're the offensive line, who's who's already a little suspect, and you've got garbage behind you, uh, like what what are you supposed to do there? You're you're set up to look like garbage because you got garbage taking snaps, useless snaps, wasted snaps on a guy who had a zero percent chance of playing for this football team, and and probably is done. Uh, is also suffering a concussion, but is probably done. I, I killed like a minute see, left in the game. <laughs> I can't even see this him. guy playing. I mean, after that disaster, uh, arena football ain't even going to be calling. The XFL, whatever, that's a thing. Again. Well, this to me was a giant. Like you, you may as well have just told the offense, like, don't even come to this. We're we're just going to go through the motions and. You know, let 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 the defense run around like like jackasses like they do all year anyway. Yeah. And if you know Daniel Jones isn't going to play, at least, you know, give the backup some starters to play. I mean, Evan Ingram didn't even suit up. Sterling Shepard didn't play. Darius Slayton was really like the only skill position who's going to get any meaningful time that was out there. So, I mean, I agree. If you're going to throw your backup in third string in there, at least give him some weapons. You don't have to keep him in for the whole game. At least give him a quarter with him, though. And, I mean, pretty much no one played. So, I, I think Joe Judge, hopefully, you know, we see more of the starters next week because uh, – you know, it is important to, you know, try and give them rest and stuff like that. But they need game action before they get into the regu regular season. So uh, hopefully we see more of them next week. Sean, I I'm happy with a quarter. Just play a quarter. Just a couple even a drives. Couple, even a couple of drives. couple like, drives. Get that down pat. Feel like walk off the – you know, I have one drive. Go one drive and it, it goes 70 yards. Like, yep, you guys are good. Go home. Go hit the showers. We're good here. But but yeah. don't you want to go in just with that good feeling? I, I don't I don't understand it. Again, Tom Brady's out there slinging passes. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I I also would like to Daniel Jones with with the with the terrible offensive line. He at least has a little bit of that mobility. I would like to see someone who, if Daniel Jones were to come down could also utilize that in the offense like Daniel Jones does. So I don't I don't like how last year 
It felt like a whole new offense when Colt McCoy came in. If, God forbid, Mike Lennon has come in this season, it's going to feel like a whole new offense. And if if he doesn't have Saquon to hand the ball off to, it's going to be rough just like that Colt McCoy game was against Seattle. But, I mean, the defense is the real thing. Defense is going to keep him in games. Even in this, you you could see the – Patrick Graham just getting it done, being able to stop, ma- making the bend not break mentality, going for the field goals instead of the touchdowns. And Zay joining us in now. Zay, before we move on, what did you think of preseason game one? Well, if you, if you had Ryan. to know, I was only watching to watch the Jets, so I think the rookie quarterback looked amazing. If you, and I'm just kidding. Hey, I, when I texted you earlier, uh, I meant six zero zero. It auto corrected to one nine. Welcome aboard. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. I'm no, I'm just playing. Good apologize. to see you. Tell me, tell us about the Jets. How are they looking? Haha. <laughs> no, actually, um, <laughs> Giants. Um, I'm a little. I'm skeptical with it. I, I hope we never have to use a backup quarterback after what I've seen on Sunday. Um, our line definitely needs improvement, and I'm not happy with the way our defense came out. Even though, granted, it's a preseason game, and there's still, you know, things are going to improve down the road. Defense didn't look like they were picking up where they left off last year to me. I think, I, I guess maybe, like I said, it's a little early. I don't want to get too crazy on it, but the offensive line didn't look great, and the backup quarterback situation just looks terrible for the Giants. But other than that, I guess it looked like Giants football. Just real quick, uh, before you got here, I I was just talking about the fact that uh, the Giants completely wasted the entire evening by not by not even putting a professional football quarterback on the field at any point in the game. And I think how I mean, how is your offensive line supposed to look good with garbage behind? This to me was just disappointing, and again, just uh, was. I said like sort of a, a, a snapshot of last season where the offense is pathetically useless and the defense has to like play their brains out just to keep it close. I'm tired of this. And for the Giants to like set the tone for 2021 with more of the same old, same old <laughs> fail. Yeah, I mean, it's rough, but at least you, I'm just holding on to the fact that no starters played except that. The offensive the defense, line. The defense was all starters for the most part. I believe most of the defense started. No. For like – There was no one out a there. A couple downs, maybe. I thought there was a couple of them out there for a couple of downs. Maybe I was seeing something wrong. Maybe I don't know. It was maybe like, I was warming up. Maybe they never stepped on the field. I don't know. Yeah. It was like <laughs> B.J. Hill, Tate Crowder, and Darnay Holmes were like the only like okay. players out. The whole secondary was out. Uh, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence didn't play. Neither Blake Martinez, so – yeah, oh, it was okay. That makes it better. Then that makes it better because I I came into it a little late and the defense looked atrocious. So maybe, like I said, maybe I, I missed a couple of guys not in there, but it looked bad. Did Jace even say anything that anybody <laughs> could agree with? I'm just curious. No, That's I mean, nice support. Isn't... Okay. Oh, but, is that is it, it was that? All right. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, Jace. Yeah. You shout got... out my boy Steve Locke. Dude was a uh, played cornerback when I was a. Uh... DT, let's go back in house. Oh yeah, Jace. But uh, all right, before we move on from this game, I think we got to talk about Zach Wilson and the other rookie quarterbacks because I mean that's really what preseason's all about. Because I mean, look what the Giants did. Nothing, no meaningful football was played besides those rookies. So 
Zay, you, you were Mr. Jet. You're Mr. Jets. What did you think not. of your boy Zach Wilson? I'm not a Jets fan at all, but I think Zach, Zach Wilson looked like pretty decent. I think a lot of rookies this weekend look pretty decent compared to what I was expecting from them. I always, like I said, I thought the Jets had a pretty good team. I just thought they had pretty bad leadership. So for him to come out and do well as he did didn't surprise me much. It's about how he goes forward going on. But uh, the Jets, I guess, are a work in progress. I don't follow the Jets as much as Joe and you guys think I do. But as far as I'm concerned, Zach Wilson looked like a rookie quarterback. And, you know, that's what he is. I, nothing more, nothing less. He's going to win that division, though, huh? Possibly that team. I will say him and Corey Davis, that combo for that first drive, that that was scary to see. I'm like, I'm I'm excited because that could be something scary come the regular season. But uh, I don't know about scary. Sean, did any rookie quarterbacks stand out to you over this preseason? Uh, I mean, yeah, they all played pretty good. Uh, Mac Jones was pretty good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't play much, but he had that one big throw to uh, Marvin Jones. What a uh, Trey Lance had that that another big throw, and then I think Justin Fields was the best of them, though. Um, you know, uh, he had a big performance, uh, throwing for one touchdown, running in another one. Uh, he looked like he looked comfortable out there. He looks like a NFL QB. Uh, he had that quote that you know the game wasn't too fast for him, uh, and I, I believe him because. There was no reason for him to drop that far in the draft. And I, I think the Bears, you know, they really lucked out with him falling in the draft because we know how bad the Bears have been with, uh, you know, drafting QBs, bringing in QBs in free agency. They haven't had a good QB really since Sid Luckman uh, back in the, you know, 60s, 50s. So, so yeah, I'm going to throw back with that one. But it's true. Seven I mean, touchdowns in one game, Sid Luckman, by the way. Hell, yeah, put some respect on his name. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Justin Fields, I, I think he was the best of the bunch. And I, I think that, you know, they got to give up on the Andy Dalton thing. I mean, I think Andy Dalton will be a good backup for them if, if anything happens to Justin Fields. But I think you got to you gotta throw Justin Fields out in week one. It's not like it's going to be a make-or-break season for the Bears. I, uh, I, I don't think it, they're going to have a huge year. So you might as well throw the rookie out there. You have a solid backup in Andy Dalton who, you know, has a lot of experience in the NFL, can, you know, teach him a lot about the game in the NFL. But I think you got to throw him out week one. And I, I think he looked really good. I think if the Bears have any chance of making the playoffs this year, I think they got to throw Justin Fields out there. So it, I, I think it was overall a, a good uh, first preseason games for these rookie quarterbacks. And uh, I'm excited to watch them uh, going to game two. Andy Dalton will be in Dallas. Mark my words. By midseason, he'll be in Dallas because they got no quarterback. Their quarterback situation is terrible over there. I I do not. Oh, if, Gucci, Bendinucci, though. If that can't play, they are screwed at the QB position in Dallas. But nah, man, Gucci, Bendinucci, Nucci, buddy. No, no, but uh, I mean, I Justin. <laughs> I think not only should Justin Fields start Week One. Uh, I like that little. Me- I liked what he was able to do with Khalil Herbert at, at running back because one thing Justin Fields did very well with Ohio State was utilizing the run game with the read option and really having his running back shine while he also does. Look at J.K. Dobbins. Last year, Master Teague was a beast. So I think a young too. guy, yeah, Trey Sermon. And then uh, I think Khalil Herbert coming in with him, from Virginia Tech, I think that's going to be uh, interesting because I mean David Montgomery, like he he's like the running back version of Derek Carr. He can give you two good weeks, and then everything else is mediocrity. 
So, like, I, I, I'm intrigued to see that. But, Joe, I, I need to hear your thoughts on your boy, Mac Jones. What did you think of him? He, well, is thought- he going to beat Cam out? I do think he's going to beat Cam out. I do. I definitely do. I thought he looked uh, the best of anybody, to be honest. And he looked to me the most like a guy who belongs, who who settled in and is going to be a nice NFL quarterback. Now, I don't mean he's the best of the bunch or will be, but I think he's the most comfortable out of the gate. Uh, I'd like to see a little more of Trevor Lawrence. Um, the, the, the throw to Marvin Jones Jr. obviously was was nice, but um Zach Wilson again to me looked like uh, a rookie who's going to make rookie mistakes. I think uh, the talent is there so I think he's going to be just fine. They seem to like him there. He seemed to really have when he was in the game seemed to have control of that of that huddle. Like he belonged there. Uh obviously Justin Fields was outstanding. I agree with Sean. I don't think there's if Daniel Jones is starting in the NFL and Jalen Hurts is starting in the NFL, then Justin Fields not starting hey. in the NFL, I think is stupid. Why are you throwing shade at our QB? I don't. I, I don't mean to throw shade at our QB, but I mean to suggest that that either one of those two guys are any far and much further ahead of Justin really? Fields. I I disagree. I think Justin Fields. I think, I think Justin Fields. If he starts from day one, they'll go eleven and seven. And I think I think wow. that would be terrible for the Giants. Yeah, I I think he'll I think he'll get off to a rough start, and I think he'll I, he's he's kid's dynamite. I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. I've said it a million times. I would have taken him number one overall. They should have at least been in the conversation. Why he wasn't too, I'll never understand. But uh, I don't like Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knows that. Anyway, um, to me, Trey Lance is the only guy who proved that. Preseason's important, and you you need to be out there playing in these games so that you can uh, you could show that you belong. You know, there was a couple of drops, but still, he he looked the least ready of any quarterback I saw that wasn't Clayton Thorson. Yeah, well, I mean, Trey Lance is more or less trying to play his way into that starting spot because I mean. It's going to take a long time, and I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if if Jimmy G's the starter from start to finish this year as long as he's healthy. Well, the one big – I think it certainly is, and uh, they could certainly go out and and get another backup um, and wouldn't be surprised if they do because of his injury history, but – I, I don't. I mean, I think Trey Lance. I think would it would be they'd be well served to use him a little bit in games, run some Taysom Hill type packages. But I think he's gonna probably need this whole year. He just didn't play enough in college. I think it's been a really long time for him. He looked really green to me. Yeah, and got a lot of 49er friends. And uh, I got to tell you, while they all did blame the a lot of the drops, they they definitely weren't. Um, blown away they all feel like kyle shanahan will take good care of him in the future but i don't i don't think anyone's banking on that kid but to me justin fields is the guy who i think has the chance for the best team turnaround so i think they'd be crazy not to play him again if mac jones ends up starting and justin fields doesn't something's wrong with the nfl well the bears they they made the playoffs they were a wild card team last year but yeah, that defense is still there. Barely. Now, barely. With, barely, but they still did. So you just bring in a, a quarterback. I said barely, like B E A R L Y, like the Bears. Yeah. Stop it. 
But to bring him in, I mean, if right off the rip, I, I think they can get in a while. They might be able to get in a wild card are in the NFC. We'll see. Are y'all smoking? Well, are y'all serious? Like, no, nah, y'all, y'all aren't serious. Y'all really don't think the Bears are going to make the, what, a rookie It's possible. No, it's, it's not possible. Happening. It's not happening. I guarantee you it's not happening in the NFC. And NFC, excuse me, in the NFC period, it's not happening at all. There's too many teams this year. There's way too many teams. Way too many loaded teams, bro. I don't think it's happening. That not never happens. That. There's not not too many loaded not teams. Everybody, everybody starts loaded. And by, by the time we get to week three, there's a lot of big problems in the NFL. And oh, I mean, there's, there's going to be problems dude, with the Jets. Let, let me ask division. you this. Let there's going to be this. problems with let the Jets. Get out of tell, me, tell me which Whoa. team in the NFL. Huh? Name one team in the NFL that could afford to lose their starting quarterback for the entire year. And tell me NFL? a team that could, that could lose their quarterback right now in practice today. ACL done for the year. Who's going to be just fine? Name me a team. I don't think there's a team like that. There's not a team like that. I don't think that exists. No. Yeah, there's not a team like that. Not at all. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe Carolina. Maybe no. the Colts. I think PJ Walker's playing way better than Sam Donald's probably going to play this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean that's great. Three mediocre NFL quarterbacks pick, pick hey, from that. That, that's the that's your best example. And again, Kyle Letter now? Yeah. He it's bad. Out. <laughs> Kyle Letter starting for the Browns. Hey, not for nothing. Uh, right now, that he's looking like one of the better backups in the league based on, on what he did the other night. You know who else looked pretty good? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins did look really good. Did a real nice job. All three. All, him, Dobbs. Rudolph was Rudolph great. Dobbs well, looked great. I think Dobbs was five Dobbs. for six. Dude. Yeah, everybody player. was. Other play the Giants missed out on. I'm not going to get into that. All right. Speaking of the Giants, oh. speaking of Kyle Willetta and the Browns, the Giants are in Cleveland taking on the Browns. They got joint practices that started today. Well, what is uh, what are you looking to see from this game, Joe? And the, the joint practices, what impact is that going to have on this game? I, I I don't know. I think that's stupid. I don't. I don't like it at all. Um, I, it'll be nice for the defense to see two decent quarterbacks uh, that can throw the ball, so that they can because they're, they're going to be doing a lot of defending this year uh, for a lot of the time. You know what they should do? They should just split this practice. It should be a third of the Giants' offense and two thirds of uh, Cleveland's offense. That way, the Giants' defense can just be out there like for most of the practice. Again, sort of getting their cardio in, in, in order for what's going to be, I think, another really long season. So, yeah. Do you expect I, Daniel Jones to play? If, if, let me tell you something. If Daniel Jones doesn't play, then Mike Lennon needs to start and play the entire game. Because, again, I don't think – I don't see how you can how you can flex the wheels of your offense if you don't have a quarterback running the offense. I, I don't understand that. I mean, again, dude, Clayton Thorson being in an NFL game, that's an insult to the NFL and to quarterbacks. Do you guys remember uh, when when uh, Peyton Manning got hurt? Was it 2013? And uh, uh, Curtis Painter had to start. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. watching one of those games, dude. He was like one for 17 or so. Like, dude, this guy, this guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And it's like, what are you guys? Are you guys kidding me with that? This is what preseason is for. 
I mean, dude, my, wouldn't you feel good to see Mike Glennon go out there and throw 25 out of 30 passes for 280 yards and three touchdowns? Wouldn't he that did. be neat? No. Wouldn't that be great to see him throwing the ball to, 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 to Galladay and, and, and Ingram and seeing Ingram make catches like, oh, all right, I feel better about this. I want to see it. Why doesn't Joe Judge want to no. see it? I don't understand that. You're a Glennon fan. That's why you want to see that. Uh, any Giants fan doesn't want to see the backup quarterback go out there and throw 25 for 30 when the starter can barely do that. That's the last oh, thing I want to see. see it. I want someone to go 25. I want to see Ingram and Holiday. I just want to see someone throw a football to those guys. I don't care who's throwing it. I, I just want them to catch it in a Giants. Do, does anybody know what the what the plan is? Are they planning on playing anybody, or, or are we gonna, are we gonna have right to watch now, uh, Stephen Luray gonna gonna go out there and give us uh, four quarters of subpar? Unpre- I mean, do it again. Like seriously, there, there's gotta be. There has got to be. I, I don't know, man. Like like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, come take some snaps over here. Who? Let let people st- Tim Who? Tebow oh, cut. He's I'm, he's free. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad I wouldn't, at that. Dude, let Tim Tebow. You could show. Tom made himself. a face when I said Joshua Dobbs, but you want Tim Tebow. Jeez, Louise. I, like I want. Dobbs. You know what I want? I just want a person who's been a professional NFL player to run the offense. So that we can see what it looks like. So we can see just how bad this offensive line is. So, so we can get an idea of how much time Daniel Jones is going to need to run for his life and throw a football. You're not going to find that out unless you're running the offense. So I, I want to see the Giants run their offense with an actual quarterback. A guy who's been in the NFL anytime before that minute. That's not an unreasonable thing to want. I agree with that. I mean, as of right now, the injury report, Kadarius, Tony, Galladay, and Barkley are all listed as questionable, and that's all the Giants have right now. So guys like Ingram, guys like Shepard, they need to be on the field. I don't care if it's Mike Lynn. I don't care if it's Lewerke trying to do something. I just want to see these guys on the field getting reps, getting their hands warmed up. And so especially Evan Ingram, because you know he's got those dolphin fins, hands but who Sean number 88 the pro bowler oh, okay uh, Sean out of the three people on listen as questionable Kadarius Tony Galladay and Barkley who has the who do you who would you want to be back for this game first I'd say Tony because uh Galladay has the hamstring injury so that's you usually don't want to rush back from that you want to make it uh fully healed and Galladay obviously has experience in the NFL Saquon Barkley same thing I I don't want to rush him back until he's ready I think you know the third game the the last game of the preseason usually like the dress rehearsal it's usually you know when most of the starters play so I think if if he can play you know even a couple snaps in that I'd be fine with that but Tony he's the rookie in this one uh, and, you know, he's had kind of a weird tenure with the Giants so far, uh, starting all the way back from, you know, missing uh, OTAs after rookie Manning camp, uh, you know, getting COVID. He had that one, the one cleat situation uh, in, in OTA or rookie Manning camp that was like unexplainable. And now, you know, he misses the first preseason game. So I, I think it's it'd be nice to see him on the field. He was our first round pick. Uh, we invested a lot in him, and I, I just want to see what his workload will be like in this offense. So out of those three, I, I definitely want to see uh, number 89 in the field most because I just want to see what his role is going to be like in the offense. And uh, I think it's important to get him out there uh, before the regular season starts. All right. 
Zay, you got anything else to add on, on this game? I mean, I mean, I think Joe and I mean, excuse me, I think Joe and Sean. Are, wow, I combined their names. That's the first time. I think Joe and Sean actually um, covered it all. I think for the most part, I think like every Giants fan, we want to actually see a, a football team. We want to go see a team that knows how to play football. Go down there, score a touchdown, play defense, get a three and out for once. And then maybe the starters could come off the field and you can do whatever. But I, I just want to see that. I want to have a little bit of confidence going into the season because right now it looks like where we left off last year. And that's not what you want to see as a Giants fan. You want to see improvement. You bring in all these weapons. You're expecting improvement. That's why we went out and spent all this money. And they didn't go and touch the offensive line. So I'm expecting improvement just from that group alone on just growth on another year. So I want to go out there and actually see that. Until we see that as Giants fans, as far as we're concerned, we're being you know, fooled by GMs. You know, they're not doing anything with this team. So for a Giants fan, this Sunday, I would like to see the team go out and be a functional team that knows how to play football. You don't necessarily have to go out and win. It's preseason. But I want to see that you go out and you know how to play football. You know how to score a touchdown. You know how to get stops. You know how to, you know, play special teams. Do everything that you need to do as a football team and and get off the field, basically. That's what we want to see with no injuries, basically. And I think that's going to be key for everyone. No injury part, but... I think that's what we all want to see. If I was a head coach, my deal with the offense would be you go out and give me a drive of 50 yards and you can go home. You're done for the night. That's it. Go out there, run that offense, get some first downs, go 50 yards, points or no points, I don't care. You give me a 50-yard drive, sign off, boys. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I just need to see one drive – with all these new weapons on the field. And I just want to see what that looks like. And hopefully they can all stay healthy throughout the season because I'm very excited. Because this this was this, – this first game was a mess. It, like, I love the Giants so much, but, like, even I can't sit through and watch that from start to finish. I need the big guys. that I want to see Daniel Jones get some throws. And I want to get my adrenaline pumping watching uh, the he who shall not be named catch some passes or tip some passes. Catch a pass. Don't say something. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Catch a pass. By, by the way, think about, think about the last time you saw this offense on a field, Sean. What was the last thing that happened? They won a game, you'll recall. Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and they won because their backup running back uh, fell on top of the football with his ass. Yeah. That's the last thing we saw. And then a little while later, they got eliminated from the playoffs. So it's not like there was a well-oiled machine last year and everything was great. Things didn't end great. So, again, the idea that you would show up and just not bother. One of the things I remember we talked about almost every single week last year was the fact that Jones and Barkley and Shepard and Angram, and I can't think of who disgruntled receiver was. Uh, weird Golden name. Tate. Tate, thank you. Oh, that those guys had never been on the and, and Slate never on the field at, at, at any one game all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was the same way the year before that, too. Same way the year before. And here we go. Year three. You bring Kenny Galladay in. Got some new weapons. Kyle Rudolph. You want to see what that looks like? It, it interested at all. Devontae Booker, Corey Clement, right? I want, don't you want to see, don't you want to interact in a game situation for a few minutes with just a, I don't know. 
Plus, I hear I've been hearing practice hasn't been going great. No. He's not well, lighting it up in practice. How is he not in a game? I, I, I don't understand that at all. It doesn't. Didn't Booker, yeah. he fumbled, correct? Booker fumbled the game? Uh, Clement did. Oh, Clement? Clement. Oh, it was Booker. Clement, yeah. Clement played better than Booker, but uh, that, that fumble was really the only How does that look? This, this is what we're talking about. When the third string looks better than the second string, we don't know what's going on with the first string. The Giants aren't. Uh, I would say if you're going to rest starters like, like this, I'd say the defense deserves it. Offensively, the, those guys are still playing for something. Like you guys are still offensively. This is still a giant mess. The, defensively. the defense is set. It looks good. You know, yeah. the defense is going to be fine, and the defense is actually better than it was last year. Yes, sir. and there's reason to believe that a lot of the guys who improved and played well last year could even play better this year. Mm-hmm. So I see thinking about McKinney and, and Peppers. My God, I mean, those guys could become pro bowlers this year. They're they're great young players. You got some great corners. You got an uh, all-pro uh, uh, inside linebacker, all-pro all defensive tackle. This defense is great. I agree with you, Jace. Again, to me, to, to go out there with, with Clayton Thorson to, and not run a serious offense, all you're doing is, Again, like you've been doing the last few, you just keep sticking your defense out there. God, get them, boys. Forty minutes. It, it's not. It's not fair. If anybody, if anybody should have had the week off, it should have been the entire defense. Yeah. And every member of the offense should have been required to report to duty, because those guys are are the weak spot here. Those are the guys that average twelve point seven points per game in an NFL, where you know in your sleep you're putting up thirty a week. So. I don't know. Curious, curious move by Joe Judge here. I don't want to blame the whole entire line. You kind of have to blame some of the GMs and some of the moves they made. We talk about Nick Gates, who wasn't a natural center. You try to move him over the center. It doesn't work out. We don't know what's going on with Perth. You signed Soldier, who just never panned out ever at the tackle position for us. And you trade for Zeitler. And then you get rid of him, who probably was our best lineman at the time. And then you have... uh, it was Hernandez with the knee issues. The line is a mess, and they never addressed it properly. They never fixed it. They keep bringing in these guys. They keep saying they're bringing in, you know, just so they have people and they have bodies, but you're really trying out guys on the line. That's really what it comes down to. You're trying vets on the line because you don't believe in your line, but you're trying to cover it up. And the, um, the, the sad part is we've had two of those linemen already retire on us with them practice, so we won't even see them on the field. So it, it, it's it's – Come down to the GM. You at some point have to. You want to make this a make or break year for Daniel Jones. Don't just give him weapons. Give him a line that can function, so that way he has a run game that everything doesn't come down to him. So maybe if Daniel Jones isn't the top quarterback in the league this year, if he's even serviceable with a running game, there's some type of balance to that offense. We don't have balance right now. We don't have a passing game. We don't have a run game. We don't have an offense. We didn't focus on any part. We added weapons, but. What does weapons do for us if we can't get them the ball? It's just my point. I, I don't well, Also, it. right. Again, what are you expecting all these guys to get chemistry and gel and get that offense down? Like in week eight, it might be too late by then. Yeah. You you need that. You need those reps in together. It's the practice. And just practices and doing it off. No, you practices are against other teams. Too. <laughs> practices yeah. against other teams. That's what it is. That's what they're going to lie on. Practices against Cleveland. Different looks all week. That's what they're going to lie on. It, it, it's, it's a bad way to do it. It's terrible. Or was that? Is were they scared because of that fight? They wanted. They didn't. 
let the team hit each other? Is that why they didn't have starters? Because, I mean, now that joint practices are a thing, now the starters play. Is that a problem due to the fight? Who knows? We'll see. But you need the reps in. I'm okay to look past a mediocre or lower end media, uh, a lower end offensive line if these weapons can do what we expect them to do. If Kadarius Tony can make plays like he was in college, if Kenny Galladay can rack up the yards like he like he ha- has done it. Can, it can Saquon Barkley get over the injury and do what we know he, he can do. The the O line's big. I, I'm the O line guy, but it, it isn't that important when you have these types of weapons. And I think Daniel Jones with his mobility can help get it done. But you need that bend, not break mentality with the O-line. But I, I just need to see these guys on the field, plain and simple preseason. You need to get in. You need to get the reps. And uh, it, it was despicable preseason game one against the Jets. Just the Clayton Thorson. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Him and you need Mike Lennon. Even if Mike Lennon, I'll take Mike Lennon for a game. Just give me a day, one Daniel Jones drive. Mike Lennon can have the rest of the game. I'll take that. I'll be fine. You need. I need to see these guys. But all right, we talked a lot about the Giants. Let's take a quick break here from all four downs, and we'll get back to talk a little bit of fantasy before we close out. So stay tuned. College football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Meese, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. All four downs, make sure you check that out on Thursdays, talking college football. But now let's talk a little bit of fantasy football. It's still preseason. Fantasy football drafts are right around the corner. We have for our CMG League, we have it coming up in the next week or so, next two weeks. So, yeah, fantasy football is coming. Joe, you have first overall pick. Who are you taking in fantasy football this year? If you had the first overall pick, ooh, um, man, that's tough. I I would probably go with Alvin Kamara. I feel like that's a guy who doesn't get hurt. Obviously, puts up a ton of rushing yards, ton of passing yards. Always a big threat, and I think without Drew Brees, he's going to be much more heavily relied on. I think he might have his best year ever. Oh, all right. I mean, he was the. Leader in fantasy scoring, not by a running back last year. Him without Drew Brees should be interesting, but I do think Jameis can get him the ball down the field, which is something Drew Brees couldn't. So, Sean, is there who? What quarterback would you be looking at to take first off the board? Um, I think Mahomes is the easy number one. I think that just the amount of yards and TD he racks up is definitely uh, definitely. 
you know, worthy of the number one pick. But I think Lamar Jackson would be uh, my other pick. I think that the rushing alone, he, you know, he gets close to 100 yards rushing uh, per game. He gives you rushing touchdowns. And then on top of it, uh, all the passing that he does. And they got him some some weapons in the offseason, bringing in Sammy Watkins and uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, who's injured right now. But I think he's, he's going to return at some point. So uh, I think Lamar Jackson would be my number one pick for QB uh, if I, you know, when I had to pick a QB because Lamar is, you know, the best dual threat in the game right now. And I think that's definitely uh, valuable in fantasy. I'd say Josh Allen. I mean, last year he was the leading fantasy scorer. And, but I, I think he's poised to have an MVP season. I think he's going to come in and he's going to light it up. Him and Stefan Diggs is going to be a insane combo like it was last year. And then now even better chemistry. Uh, I think that's going to be the the big quarterback. But Zay, you got a, a wide receiver for me for fantasy. Wide receiver, wide receiver, yeah. Ah, man, you you want me to give away my secrets already? Um, David top Hill. wide receiver is so honestly. That's I think wide receiver. I think when you get into fantasy and skill positions like wide receiver. There's so many you can go with. I don't. I mean, you could say a Stephon Diggs. You could talk about a Julio Jones this year. Now he's on a new team where there's going to be another target that teams got to worry about. So there's a lot. I, I couldn't narrow it down to one specific guy. Uh, C.D. Lamb's another guy I could probably grab early who's going to put up big numbers. So the wide receiver position to me that can, you can you know have your picking almost if you want to. I wouldn't tell you, but if I was grabbing anyone, it'd probably C.D. Lamb first because I think he to me. I think he's the future what? next. I, I yeah, I'm getting CD Lamb, bro. Dak is playing. CD Lamb's gonna ball out, bro. He's going to ball out, bro. I'm sorry, you're is taking CD him over Devontae Adams. That's wild. I'm telling you, CD Lamb's gonna ball out. But like I said, the wide receiver position is so open. You can take so many people, like you said. You could take Stefan Diggs. You, you're talking about, again, another, where the quarterback who you just said could have an MVP year. So if he's going to have an MVP year, most likely he's going to be throwing the ball to Diggs. So I, I couldn't pick one person. I honestly right. couldn't. I yeah, couldn't you pick 15 guys before C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not mad at that. C.D. Lamb's nice, bro. I do think C.D. Lamb is going to fall out. He's, I think he's, he's a beast, but, but I, that's more he's of a top-time receiver in my book. Right now, he's a top wide receiver. receiver. No, not yet. Not yet. Come on, bro. That boy's a baller, bro. That boy's a baller. He's not a top 10 receiver in the league. Come on, boy. He's a baller. Sean, who's a sleeper for you? Because I think CD Lamb is a Zay sleeper. Well, you got to say, I'm at the bottom of the draft. (laughs) I will be getting top picks on. Yeah, uh, my sleeper. I'm gonna go with uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, I think that I, I think just for sleeper, I mean later in the draft kind of guy. I think that you know obviously we saw the big connection connection with him and Trevor Lawrence, and he quietly with the Lions last year had you know 900 touchdowns or 900 touchdowns. That would be great. Uh, 900 <laughs> yards, uh, and I think great. having touchdowns, and uh, I, especially with the QB situation he had with Matt Stafford, you know being hurt in and out of the lineup. Uh, and I think that him and Trevor Lawrence will have that nice connection. Uh, they don't really have a stud receiver one. DJ Chark is pretty good, so is Chenault. But I think Marvin Jones is a good veteran that will come in. And I think they're going to be trailing in a lot of games, so they're going to be passing the ball late. And I believe that Trevor Lawrence will get the job done uh, in the passing game. So I think Marvin Jones, uh, as a later pick, maybe in you know round 7 to 10, I think he can give you a lot of value uh, as you know that your third or fourth receiver. 
on your roster. But I, I think that's a pick that uh, that's a late round pick that could definitely uh, bring win you some fantasy games. All right, Joe, you got a sleeper for me? Do I have a sleeper for you? Yeah, Logan Thomas from the Washington football team. Um, I picked him up early last year, and boy, oh boy, dude, even with all the disarray they had uh, at quarterback there, boy, he was great. Uh, Haskins, uh, his only real success came uh, all all on the back of Logan Thomas. Uh, Excellent, excellent tight end. I like that. Picking all in the division. Damn. You're going to go with someone on the Eagles, Jace? I hope not. No, no, no. I'm going to go. There's nothing on the Eagles. <laughs> nothing <laughs> to talk Smith. about there. You got Devontae <laughs> Smith. You got Devontae Smith, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, you know, Sean, I'm glad you said that about Marvin Jones Jr. because I actually have him on my fantasy team in the league that were one of the other leagues that we're in together as well. And so uh, that makes me feel good to hear that. I still want Devontae Adams from you. I don't know what it's going to take to get him. <laughs> let me know. No chance, yeah. especially with Rogers back. <laughs> but uh, for me, for my sleeper, I got Calvin Ridley. I think this is a guy like sleeper, but in the high, like he can come up and I wouldn't be mad if someone snagged him in the first round. Like him without yeah, him without Julio Jones. And met him Matt Ryan finds his receiver and gets him the ball. And Calvin Ridley's gonna be that guy, Cal Pitts. Uh, I mean, I know he is a shiny new toy there, but he, he does have an injury history. So Calvin Ridley my, is probably going to be the workhorse in, for uh, Atlanta. But that is going to do it for John about the G-Men this week. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for talking Giants and fantasy. We so close to the regular season, so close. Two more weeks, yes. And then we got fantasy coming up, fantasy draft coming up. Uh, so stay tuned. We got a lot to talk about. John about the G-Man is brought to you by Clovercrest Media. Go to clovercrestmedia.com for more information and more podcasts. So make sure you check that out. And we'll see you next week for more John about the G-Man. Take care. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Well, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.